Hello and welcome to The Sub Live. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just getting into The Sub Live, uh, this is a weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. You know, sometimes when I'm saying my name, I'm like, I, I like have to remind myself of yes. my name. And that just happens to me like every episode. I know that's weird. It's like, am I Sammy? Yes, I have that's I, me. I have like a constant fear that I'm just gonna blank on like a like, basic ba- thing. a basic piece of information. When I was in elementary school, one of my big fears was that. Um, like they had, you know how like your elementary school would have different jobs. Chores. One of them was like to lead the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. And my fear was that I would put the wrong hand over my heart and that everyone would know that. It took me a little while to figure out what left and right was. Yeah. <laughs> Elise is a diehard patriot and, and she wouldn't want to screw up the pledge. No. Uh, yeah. When I was in, this uh, this is another tangent, but when I was in high school, our vice principal on the anniversary of 9-11 was like, and now I will lead us all in the Pledge of Allegiance and he forgot the words midway through and he had to just go oh. like, uh, never mind and like turn off the, <laughs> turn off the announcement. That's unreal. He was like, I pledge allegiance to America for, okay, uh, never mind. And then just like, turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because, like, you, don't you hear it every day? Mm-hmm. It's like, shouldn't it be like... But I guess he wasn't really participating. Oh, he's a traitor. And now his wife was on that New York Times' list of congresswomen who receives the most money from the NRA. Oh, well, doesn't really even know got the his. Doesn't even know the Patriots pledge. Patriots who receive money from the NRA. Although, it is hypocritical of us to... Uh, you know, critique him for his wife, considering that's the whole like Andrew McCabe argument. Yes, true. Yeah. I don't know. I assume he voted for his wife, but I don't know what his personal beliefs are. Right. And I do know that he one time let me get out of a parking ticket at the school, which that's is nice. very liberal. Wow, very <laughs> liberal. We're very conservative because he hates the government and their parking tickets. True. And he was like, "You're you are your personal freedom is being violated by ha- by having a by law. having to pay the parking ticket." <laughs> yeah. Okay, Elise, what's getting you through the week? Uh, what's been getting me through the week is um, the scandal, the drama, the mystery around who bit Beyonce. I literally do not give a fuck. This is where Sammy and I are at a divergence. Sammy does not care who bit Beyonce at all. Okay, this is why I don't care, because like... All the important players mm-hmm. in the scandal are aware of who they are. Things are only interesting when, like, it affects other people, and the, the and those people who yeah. don't know need to know something. Like if Beyonce was like, "Someone bit me," and like she didn't yeah, know, who it she was. didn't know, right? Then it'd be interesting. Then it would be like, different. "Oh, you, is there a tape? Is there? Did she black out? Why doesn't she know who bit her?" Then it would be like an exciting mystery. Or if it was like someone bit, ev- someone bit, someone like, bit everybody, a lot of them. <laughs> And we don't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. A mass biting of people at Beyonce's party. I mean, no. So no, yes. teeth don't kill people. People you know, kill people. Teeth don't bite people. People bite people. Yes. So both of the things you just listed are objectively more interesting than what actually happened. <laughs> Right. Both of those are more interesting. I like just having, I love like fun, low stakes mysteries. Like Beyonce was not harmed. Everybody's fine. I've come out publicly and said that I think that Emma Stone is the one who bit Beyonce. I've spoken publicly. I posted a status. Um, I I love how like posting a status is like speaking publicly. Although the president speaks publicly by Twitter. Exactly. There's a point there. Exactly. So this is an, uh, an official My House statement. Um, that I believe that Emma Stone is the one who bit Beyonce because Tiffany Hatter said that it was someone who was an actress 
And that's really the only reason that I think that. So, <laughs> Tiffany, so Tiffany Haddish knows. Tiffany Haddish knows who bit So Beyonce. why doesn't Tiffany Haddish speak? She can't. She's being silenced. Un- she's, <laughs> she's under NDA with the biter. She's, she's being silenced. Okay, so. I guess this is getting a little more interesting now that Tiffany Haddish knows. But the thing that interests me is not who bit. It was why is Tiffany Haddish not speaking out? She's she, I guess she doesn't want the biter. She's protecting the biter. I think that she's under direction from Beyonce to let it go. Well, no one else is letting it go. I know. I feel like maybe she under told the story. Imagine if Beyonce had given you like a direct order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> direct order to speak out about my biter. I think that maybe Tiffany Haddish didn't realize that the story was going to pick up steam on this level. She's still kind of new to mega fame. Did the person bite her like aggressively or did they just like a I, playful? Huh? I think it was in a... Love. I think a the person bite? believed it was a love bite. That it pers- the person believed it was in a loving manner. I don't okay. think that it was an aggressive. I don't know if you follow the Foster sisters, like mm. Aaron and Sarah Foster. They're they're David Foster's yes. kids, um, or one of some of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they um, Aaron has this joke that it's Sarah who did it, but like I don't know if oh. it's a joke or if she's. Oh, I think it. that I saw people online I were call saying Sarah Foster that an actress though. I think it might be her. I don't know. I think it was Emma Stone. Yeah. For no reason other than that, Tiffany Hatter said it was an actress who was beha- was doing the mostest. And that's just what I feel like Emma Stone would be like at a party. Yeah. I think agreed. she would just be like a little bit. It would be like, oh, it's much. It's a lot. You look great, but it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, right? Really? This is not. Like, oh, uh, you're fucked up. Uh, go, go with the hug next time. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into the week's news now yeah. that we've discussed all the most random things in the world? Yeah. Um, okay, so we went to the gun march the other day. We did. It was really, it was really great. Yeah. Did you watch Emma Gonzalez's speech? Yeah, I I cried. I cry every time. When I think about her, I just cry sometimes. I know. I'm like, oh my god, you really are like doing it. I know. And I this is another thing that I've said publicly, but thank God as as a Cuban American, I say thank God for Emma Gonzalez for being the only Cuban American political figure who isn't like a full embarrassment. So <laughs> we've got Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Bob Menendez, famously corrupt Democrat, Ugh. and now thank you God, Elian Gonzalez wasn't so bad. Well, well, certainly Elian, but I don't think that he's like a political. Like no, he's I know. not like I'm a political just figure. Him in for the sake just of. for. I mean, he's a very. He was a very sweet little boy, but now I think he's used by the regime. Danny in the booth's girlfriend told me that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll 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 look at we'll, that. We'll like, look you know, into where week. Elian is at um, later. Okay. Let's talk about the actual like the you know the news, the news. we're talking about on like MSNBC. The real there's news. a lot going on. Yes. A lot of like small things that seem a little bit not that exciting, but mm-hmm. they actually are pointing to like a shit storm yes the um the the something's coming of news so you might feel like oh this was a slow news week but in actuality a lot of things things happened um so the first thing is that the first thing we will say i don't know if this is the first thing that happened in chronological order is that john dowd trump's former lawyer former lawyer for the russia investigation Mm -hmm. he left all of a sudden he stepped down he was like i I'm yeah. out. And for After, that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but for like, okay, oh, like a week earlier, he, um, like two weeks ago, he was saying something like the Mueller investigation should never have started, blah, exactly. blah, blah. And he was saying it like Trump was, he was basically saying it as a mouthpiece for Trump. And then like two hours later, he was like, oh shit, I actually just meant that was my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And then now he is gone. Now and Trump gone. has like nobody left. Exactly. So apparently Trump has 
gone to six different lawyers and tried I four, to, but whatever. I'm uh, sure it was four to six, multiple different lawyers above above zero, above zero. I would say above two, above I think three, above three. Above three. He's gone, <laughs> he's gone to multiple lawyers. He's asked them to represent him. And he has been turned down by all of them, which I think is just so crazy because I feel like even if he has a bad case, um, but even if he didn't, you would think that some lawyers would take it just on it's the, the notoriety that it's the president. It's like really high profile. Yeah, even and if you could think of the book deal. you could. Yes. And even shit. if you do like a semi good job, like this is going to yeah. lead to things potentially. But I feel like the reason why they're not doing it and the reason supposedly that John Dowd left is because he refuses to listen to his lawyers. And that's where they're like, yeah, I'll I, like you might lose this case and be a complete fucking nut job who like destroyed America. I'll work with that, but I will not work with someone who won't take my direction. Right. Ego is very important to lawyers. Yes. It's also that he doesn't pay his lawyers and that I think ultimately Huge. they probably look at the situation and they're like, this is truly too big of a shitstorm that he will not even cooperate to like let us make an argument, to, like an OJ esque argument. Like no. OJ coop, OJ was guilty. His lawyers knew he was guilty, and he cooperated with his lawyers exactly. And, and, like, and that's how he got off because even if you are let's say guilty or whatever that you are liable for something legally if you can there are definitely ways to get out of that in the american criminal justice system and usually that's being really famous and having a lot of money but in this case that's <laughs> like yeah in this case it's not working because they his legal team can't construct a narrative that they know that he's going to stick to they can't come up with a plan so basically in my opinion, I think these people are jumping ship because they're like, we're going to be humiliated publicly through this. Because yeah. anything that I say, he'll go out and say the opposite. After this happened to John Dowd a bunch of times where yeah. he would be like, oh, that's not going to happen. And then the president would just like tweet that it was or say it like offhandedly. You can't. He's not a trustworthy person. So they can't work with him. Right. I also heard that a lot of the law firms that they work for won't don't want to take it on in the name of their law firm mm -hmm. because they're like, this is just, it's too toxic. All yeah. our clients, all our employees don't want anything to do with this. And that should really tell you something about like whether or not the president is completely innocent or not. I know. And this kind of goes to, but, but at the same mm -hmm. time, Jared Kushner and, um, you know, Paul Manafort mm -hmm. and all these other people who are, have, I mean, Michael Flynn even pled yeah. guilty. They're able to get lawyers. Yeah. So I think there are lawyers who are willing to represent a guilty person. Yeah. It's just a question of, Especially, is it possible to actually represent this human being? Yeah, I think it's like, it's it's not about, because I've seen some people being like, wow, this shows just how bad the case is. And I really don't think it's that. I think it's about his personality that they feel like they can't, they can't work with him on a case, you know, because like Jared Kushner right. again is guilty as sin. Fucking Paul Manafort is like the guiltiest boy on earth. And <laughs> they have lawyers because they will do what their lawyers tell right. them to do. Right, right, exactly. The other thing is that he, so John Dowd, basically the reason it's unclear why he left. Apparently though, I read in business insider earlier that he is like complimenting Mueller, like all like a ton. He's mm -hmm. like, he's terrific to work with. We had an amazing relationship. Oh my God. Mueller, who did your highlight? <laughs> um, you look great. Amazing. Have you lost Robert? Have you lost weight? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, so I don't know. We don't know exactly why he resigned. He just did, but it came out that John Dowd apparently kind of floated the possibility to while he was representing Trump floated the possibility of pardoning 
Flynn and Manafort to Flynn and Manafort's lawyers. So they, which is super illegal, super obstruction-y. And that is potentially why, could be why he left. People are speculating that that's why he left. Yeah. Um, he, so he got himself in a little bit yeah, of trouble. Basically, okay, just <laughs> basically the, a little spot of trouble. Oh, basically no. the issue here is that he, okay, so Manafort won't flip in the Mueller investigation, so he won't give anyone up. Flynn has already pled guilty and clearly mm-hmm. flipped, but what the reason people assume that Manafort won't flip is because he is banking on a pardon from from Trump. If that Trump happens, literally thinks that like he's just this like guy, like he thinks he's like a prince and he can just like, oh, I'll just pardon you, I'll pardon you. Like I can just imagine him. He okay, he's already asked about pardoning himself and his family and blah blah blah. And like it's just like what? the fuck do you think this is it's every i feel like every piece of news they're like well this could be a constitutional crisis and i'm just like a kind of i'm excited to see which one is gonna be like which, who will crisis. be america's next Top. constitutional crisis yes. <laughs> like who's gonna be the number one one which the one that's gonna like do it is he gonna fire Mueller? is he gonna try to pardon himself the uh, the other big thing that came out this week is that the um, the um, the case against him for the emoluments clause which mm-hmm. just sounds so boring i know but it basically means that you can't as president you or you can't benefit financially from your position yeah and the fact that he has all these like foreign dignitaries staying in his hotels mm-hmm. whether or not he like invites them or like gives them a discount code yeah they, they, you can't really do Trump that 2020 is a discount code. <laughs> <laughs> i will i will mm-hmm. repeal your tariffs yeah. 20 percent off yeah <laughs> friends and fam mm-hmm. it's collusion like, <laughs> collusion 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. So apparently the these foreigners, the foreign dignitaries and these foreign agents or whatever are staying in his hotels so that they can be like, Oh, I like stayed it like you're sweet. It was amazing. Like they know that he's given to flattery and then yeah. he's like really into people who want to give him money, so he so they're trying to not directly buy him off, like by handing him a, a pile of cash, but by staying in his hotels. So the case for the the case for the emoluments that he's violating the emoluments clause is going forward. And apparently, we may get a chance to see those tax returns from this. Again, his tax returns. I forgot about the tax returns. I guarantee you his tax returns say that he makes no money so that he doesn't have to pay any taxes and he doesn't want to have that be out there. We already know. know that. There was already that story that he took like a hundreds of million dollar like loss and like whatever he continued to use that to write off future income i think that's his actual hang up with the tax returns is that he doesn't want us to know that he's actually not a billionaire of course he's not no he's not because this is the truth even if he might have like x amount of dollars in the bank and he owns trump tower straight out unlike the all the other buildings where he just licenses his name for a small Mm -hmm. one-time fee that he gets and then probably spends on porn stars this is just my assumption. I, um, he so he actually the assets he really has are like his licensing fees and his you know what he gets paid for appearances and what he got from The Apprentice and he actually owns Trump Tower as an asset. However, if he actually paid all of his debts and all of the people that he owes, he probably would have no money. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But yeah, you're really rich because you don't pay anyone. Worrying, like thinking about Trump's tax returns is so like nostalgic now because it was like so many scandals ago. It's like watching the pilot of the OC. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I 
remember. It's so crazy. Right. It's so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. So no one will be his lawyer. And the, the thing that's scary about that is because like I just feel like this is how true dictators and like yes. banana republics are born because like. Now, now there's a new story that he doesn't. Someone like suggested to him that you don't actually need a chief of staff or a communications director. So now he like literally thinks that he's gonna like run this shit on his own. Like he's like a kid running like his Sim City, yes. like government. And it's like, and he's like, put Rosebud, Rosebud, like, block, block the doors and let all the let all the lions out, <laughs> and then put them in the shower and watch them drown. I built a roller coaster where the loop de loop doesn't complete. <laughs> like that's America. Yeah. Right now, yeah, it's that's uh, the wall. It's like you get like a piece of the wall. Yeah, pick, uh, pick up this mascot and put him in the lake. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. But like, this brings me to something that I did want to talk about today, which is like, so now we're seeing this mass exodus of people from the White House. He fired the head of the VA and replaced him with his just his personal doctor today. Okay, it wasn't even his personal doctor. It's a White House doctor who once said that he has amazing genes. Yes, that's that just how God made him. And that mm-hmm. despite the fact that he eats only cheeseburgers and mm-hmm. Diet Coke, that he could potentially live to, and it does not work out ever and thinks exercise depletes your energy. Yes. He think the doctor said, went on TV and said he could live to 200. He also is the one who fudged his weight so that he wouldn't yes. be technically obese. So yeah, this is like a reward. This, this is, a, is reward a reward for lying for... to the press. Exactly. And it's what's scary is that like, you know, we see HR McMaster out. Now we have John Bolton who's a literal lunatic. This is a man who has yeah, gone should, on Do I you mean, want to tell everyone a little bit about yes. John Bolton? John Bolton is very very frightening. So this is someone who was involved in the cherry picking of intelligence that led to us going into Iraq. He stands by that decision, stands by the invasion of Iraq to this day. He has advocated against the Iran nuclear deal and for a preempted first strike in Iran and in North Korea. This is like a crazy wacko warmonger who is also and this is the thing they said on pod save that scared the fuck out of me he like what we've talked about with jeff sessions is someone who actually understands how the system works and is actually smart and actually knows how to get things done and is known for pushing people out who have different ideas than him you know at least that exact that exact moment of positive america stuck with me i can it's so weird because i, I remember it. where i was standing when i heard that moment i was like that's, fuck i know i was like cuz that's the thing that we always talk about here where we're like yeah but like At the thing that's incompetent. saving us is that he's an incompetent idiot but this man is not and he's actually Knowledgeable, and it's scary because the national security advisor and they also said this on pod save is that they're supposed to basically be kind of like weighing all the options hearing from all the different people the cia the you know the different intelligence agencies the the military to hear like actual recommendations of like what is good based on intelligence collected Mm -hmm. by agents in the field who are aware of like what does north korea actually have what is iran's nuclear program actually looking like people who actually know things about the situation on which to base your military judgments he doesn't care no he has a history of actually like fudging those things to get the results that he wants and we have a president who doesn't read his presidential daily brief like like, they also made a really funny joke that they like that it's gonna be a meme now (laughs) i know guys listen to pod save america okay (laughs) but anyway like it's just it's upsetting and it kind of shows this trend of like reasonable respectable people who know 
what's going on are being fired and leaving at an alarming rate. And soon he is going to have around him this cabal of lunatics who will do his bidding, who don't understand how things are going to go, who don't have a moral compass enough to not be involved in this administration. Here's the thing. I think the type of moral compass issue is like so irrelevant when it comes to like any of these people, because I think they, they genuinely think that their moral, that what they're doing is the moral compass. So it's not even a question of that. It's just that they are so out of the mainstream of like dealing in rational sense yeah that of, of like oh like we actually want to avoid war like a, a hand to a, a combat war like they, they, that doesn't bother them they'll no. just go in the bunker they don't give a fuck who dies no like, they but they're I mean we're looking at a thing where the these the people that are being appointed and the people who are going in are power hungry scary people yeah people who are like using their psych like using their like psychological issues to be creating wars and like people who desire power to that level can't be trusted with it we learned this in harry potter that's why dumbledore never became the minister of magic he could not (laughs) trust himself you're so right you're so right (laughs) dumbledore abdicated that responsibility because he knew that he had gotten taken in by grindelwald in the past and that he had had some bad ideas in the past and he was like i can't do this but those people we're we're this is a government of peter pettigrews and voldemort (laughs) and freaking like lucius the whole gang yeah yeah. it's the death eaters Crab and Goyle. Crab and Goyle. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of one of those things that I think is kind of like a fundamental flaw in, like, just historically throughout, like, governments and power. And, I mean, thinking about, like, the shit you learn about in high school. Like, the social contracts and all that stuff is that people who are power... Like, the people who want power are the least equipped to be in it. Yeah. And that's sort of what you saw with, like, George Washington, like, abdicating after, like... We talked about this in the second half of the podcast... I think with Marcia. with Marsha, yeah, yeah. We, we have an amazing interview for those of you who guys are watching. Please be sure to download the podcast episode of this because we have an interview with comedian Marsha Belsky, and she talks all about her ongoing war with Facebook, and it's like the like most it's inter- personal. It's, it's personal, really crazy. Mark Zuckerberg's so, obsessed with her, and it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, people who are, and even the Parkland kids say, like, I wish I did not have to do this. Like, yeah. I don't want to be this. Like, I'm not doing this for like the Instagram followers. Yes. Like, I'm doing it because. I was a victim in a in a mass shooting, yeah. and this was this is obviously no one's doing anything it about it. I don't want a world in my future where this is happening yes. to other people. So they're like that. That's the kind of person you want to be in power. Someone who's just like, oh, I have to do this because no one else can, and I don't yeah. really want to do this. And like very rarely, like every once in a while, you'll find a person who wants to be in power because they genuinely want to help people. It's but it's like. I mean, I Everyone's would say Barack Obama was was kind of more like more like this type of person. Like he went straight from community I'm organizer. Gonna <laughs> I'm gonna no. cry. But like, okay, but like, let's say Hillary. Hillary's not that person. Hillary wanted to be. Powerful. I think Har- I think that Hillary had like political ideas that I agree with. Yeah, but yeah, I think that she, she wanted, wanted to be. To like be the she wanted to be the first female president. Yeah. She wanted that. I think I've been listening to this other podcast. We're just shouting out other podcasts now uh, called Making Obama. That's an NPR one, and it's all about his early life. And it really made me feel like. I and like I'm obsessed with Obama. He's a he's a community but, organizer. But it really made me feel like he was like a special type of person that we don't see absolutely like ever like like the, this is like every once in a while you are going to get a leader like this like literally George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Obama. Like that's actually how I feel about it because yeah. his like 
level of devotion to like causes is so interesting. Yeah, I just think it doesn't. It does. You don't. It doesn't happen all the time. Like people just, I think, aren't necessarily raised like that because it's very much against human nature to put other things before yourself. When so you have to be the kind of person who is just habitually and actually like puts their money where their mouth is when it mm-hmm. comes to putting other people or greater ideas or ideologies before yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're, where America I think has gone wrong is that we ultimately had this election where no one, neither one of them could really be thought of as putting anything above themselves. themselves yeah. So that the, that each side was able to paint the other as this like total, like terrible person. Yes. And I do think that, I mean, Hillary's, Better than Trump. Yeah, no, no, obviously, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like the right wing had such an easy time painting her as yes. a certain way because it wasn't like completely false. I, it's so interesting to me because I was just like so divorced from there. Like I, I just didn't realize honestly until after the election how long this like villainization of Hillary and like oh, this yeah. whole thing has been going on. Ever and since she would not take. Would not drop Rodham from her name yeah. when she got married. That's when it began. When she said, she "I'm not staying home," people baking cookies. Yeah, in the when he was governor, and then like her hair in the '90s. Because literally, like my my dad voted for Hillary, but if you bring it up, and I'm like, and I bring up the election, he's like, she pissed off a lot of people, and I like don't yeah. know, and I and it's because he like has seen this whole history that I just honestly was not connected to, had no idea about. I didn't realize the extent to which people believed that family was shady. Like I just they wasn't. Are. Okay. I mean, but the they th- are the thing is, shady. they are shady, and I think that she, I think that she reads as someone who's highly inauthentic, because, and when you have someone who is both highly inauthentic, very, very power hungry, which she is, and unable to like sort of like smooth that over with authenticity, yeah. like a Bill Clinton, let's say, yeah. who's able to kind of like char- charisma his way out of that, mm-hmm. then you get. Plus, you have the sy- systemic sexism. Like, yeah. don't even like. Well, let's that's not, what I, let's not discount <laughs> that. I also think then you get this situation. I think that part of her inauthenticity now is rooted in, like, honestly, that she being couldn't catch a break when she was much younger, and probably her more authentic self, and maybe a self that people would have celebrated more now in 2018. Mm-hmm. But then people were like, "You need a better haircut. You need to shut the fuck up. You need to pretend to be southern, you and you need, you need him to drop your maiden name, and you need to pretend like you like being a mom." And so she, I think. I agree. With I think you. that whole experience like warped her to the point where like she and also like sexism, but yeah. she like couldn't be. She had to bury her authentic self so fucking deep I agree that it you. couldn't like. Right. She also, couldn't like your husband it. like serially cheated on you. Yeah. Like so, and, and everybody so it's knows. Not only is it like in your professional life that you're dealing it's with in your this, personal your, life. your personal life obviously is not so great. Where yeah. you have this like amazing supportive husband who's like down for you no matter what. So I think a lot of forces conspired to make Hillary into who she was. And yeah. I don't even know how we got to this topic. It's, it's crazy. Speaking of men cheating on their wives, Stormy Daniels' interview. Stormy Daniels' interview did happen. What'd feels like an age ago. I think the biggest takeaway for me, because we talked about this a little earlier, but like most of the stuff that was in it was stuff we kind of already knew or had heard. Yeah, other than details. My biggest thing, and maybe this is internalized sexism and sex shame on my part, but I kind of expected me to like think she seemed really silly or like for her to come off as dumb. I didn't expect that. I I thought See, she I would guess, have more to say. I guess my brain has been hacked, but uh, I expected it, and I was I was surprised watching it how like 
low key and credible she came off. Like everything that she said sounded so like authentic and real and she had like good answers to everything and she didn't seem she also didn't seem like I'm sure she received media coaching, but she didn't seem coached. Like, you watch the Mark Zuckerberg interviews, and, like, he might as well be reading off of his hand. He's like, I am so sorry about what happened with my Facebook. But, like, like, she seemed like she really... Everything I thought came across as very authentic. I think it's really upsetting that someone threatened her in a parking lot. And I I must know if she has dick pics. I have to. She does. She has them. She, uh, she has them. Although, I'm not sure after the after knowing that they Maybe only they have, have sex, sex once. Yeah, that was I was surprised because I thought it was more than so once. So did I. Right. See, that what that's what sort of got me. Like I would have expected it to be juicier and newer. Like yeah. not to be stuff that like we already sort of knew. Like if you're following with the interests that obviously we are, you already knew a the, the the headline of everything she said. She just filled in the details, which like weren't that crazy. Like, I do like that we got more information about President Trump's fear and obsession with sharks. Yeah. Um, that he in case you didn't watch, one of the times they didn't have sex, but she came over to, oh, so maybe <laughs> to there Shark are Week and pics. Chill. Um, maybe there are dick pics then if, if there were like other Because she did say that they were like corresponding. So I feel okay. like she either has dick pics or she has like sex. Okay. Of some kind. Oh my god, I would Can love to read his sex. Oh my I would god, all to read caps? his sex than you, his dick pics. You know they're in all caps. Because his dick pics is just like, oh, that's your dick. But you know, with it's his like, sex, it's like, what came out of the brain of him it, it, when it comes to sexting? Like, amazing breasts, very horny. Like, it's just like like all like his tweets. Sharks you know? in the back. <laughs> like, it's. Also, I, okay, the sharks thing. Sharks are his biggest fear. Yeah. And I, saw, and I told you, I saw Liz Plank on MSNBC. Talking about how like how weird is it that he wanted to like watch the thing that he's like most fearful of and like what does that represent and have sex while he was? I mean, I think that we yeah like you invite a woman over and you watch sharks killing each other. I think that you watch like some sort of like I don't know conspiracy theory documentary. He's a disturbed. Man, yeah. he has I, he has a Crazy. lot of there's a lot going on up there sexually. He's he's not well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the president is not right. Well, that's the craziest thing. Also, he um, hasn't been seen or publicly. So <laughs> he's missing. <laughs> he hasn't been seen since the Stormy Daniels interview. He's only known to be like alive because of his Twitter and also because. Yeah, I mean he's not dead, but like, yeah. but but they um they haven't released his schedule, meaning he hasn't done shit all week. Because mm-hmm. like you know they would be releasing it. He's if he working done from one. home this week, you guys. <laughs> he's got he's got an out of office message on. <laughs> he doesn't even use email. Oh no, there's no way he sends emails. No, he's too lazy. Yeah, it's, it's like communicate. You have yeah. to communicate via email. No, he, yeah. There's but no so way. he he hasn't been seen in public, and his schedule has not been released because he's just like been in bed eating burgers. I think that he's probably really sad that Stormy Daniels said she was never attracted to him. Like I, I think agree. that that, that was probably what like really got him. Yeah, like that he doesn't one comment. I feel That's like what he's replaying yes. in his head over and over. He's like what. 
I thought she really liked me. (laughs) He's like, but we had such a good time. And she said all those nice things about me. (laughs) She's going, he's going back through like a girl who's just been ghosted. He's like, I thought we had a lovely evening. He's just so sad. (laughs) He's like, she she can't get anyone better than me. I'm the president. Yeah. Like, well, people, these women will say anything, anything to get in my pants. They'll pretend to like me. (laughs) I thought she liked me for me. And we had fun watching the shark week. (laughs) Literally, we're watching President Run by, like, Legoland. Yes. Like, that is what we're fucking watching right I now. know. We're watching, like, literally, when, who said that, like, it was, like, watching an adult daycare center? Jeff Flake or someone? Yeah. Like, oh, did you see Jeff Sessions was on the cover of Time Magazine, and it was called, like, No Man is Above the Law or something? That's, like, the headline. He's gonna flip a shit. Oh, no. Trump's gonna be so mad, and he's already so mad at Jeff. Yeah. Here's the thing. The one reason I think Jeff hate jeff for Mm -hmm. so many reasons but like i really do think that jeff is like okay this is where i draw the line i will not get i will not step down from this role no matter how much it tortures me because i know that the Mueller investigation is the only thing that he could possibly that could possibly bring him down and also he knows that if that he that jeff sessions because he was there Mm -hmm. and if he once he gets his memory back he can actually turn the tides on Mm -hmm. things by like talking about the truth and yeah. what actually happened and yeah do you think that like once and Jeff he could probably get pardoned by by like sticking it out for Mueller do you, like once the whole investigation is done and like Trump has been impeached and all that stuff and Jeff Sessions is done giving his testimony do you think at the end he'll just be like my work here is done and then like disappear <laughs> Like, yeah, he'll just disappear back yeah. to like the old racist tree that he's from, and like yeah. we won't see him again for another hundred years. <laughs> I sincerely hope so. Like, um, yeah, I think we're like almost out of time. One yes. more thing. One more thing, um, guys. Very exciting news um, for Kim Jong Un. Uh, he went to China. He had a great. This is his first time leaving yeah, the country yes. since 2011, which is weird to me because I know if I were a dictator of my own land, I'd be traveling all the time. I know he's speed dating, so he went to China. He had a great time there. They're gonna. He and Xi yeah. Jinping are gonna. They made plans to hang again. The funniest thing was that Trump was like, "They're so excited to meet me." <laughs> like I'm sure that's what they talked about. How excited they are to meet you. Yeah. They're probably laughing in your fucking face. They're like, really, "How this, can this? How did they elect this yeah. idiot?" Uh, You know that Xi Jinping and Kim Jong-un now have a group chat where they like screenshot Trump's tweets and are like, oh my God, he's so stupid. Um, Could could you imagine what they thought when they saw them like talking about how saw his tweet that they're excited they're excited to see him it's like okay bitch um but he's going to meet it's with moon jae-in the president of south korea on april 27th and then after they're going that, to coachella first they're going in one and two they're going first they're going to coachella then they're gonna meet um and then after that he's supposedly gonna meet with trump oh my god i don't know if it'll actually happen like he, nothing just because it's all the schedule doesn't mean he won't like I don't know. Yeah. Like, be in bed that I day. Think or, like, does, John Bolton might be like, you don't want to meet with them. Like, you just want to nuke them. I think if it does happen, like, maybe they'll hit it off. I think they could hit it off. Well, I think it's one of those friendships where it's like they become really, really close in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they realize that they're too similar or, like, too different. Mm-hmm. But, like, kind of that, like, so similar slash different that it's like, 
literally you come full circle and you got like yes. the same human yeah they both like, pass a similar law saying that like no one's allowed to read anymore and then they're like you copied me like yeah. i did that first well, this is the thing about like the president like the doctor is that mm-hmm. the doctor talking about how like he just has great genes because like god made him that way and like how he's like really thin and like mm-hmm. could live to 200 that literally sounds like like them like in like north kim korea Jong- how they say that kim jong-un that he like shits rainbows he's, like, they, they literally have said that he's captured a unicorn yeah that's that real. is what this sounds like that's not real. like it sounds like the american version of that that he played a perfect game of golf at the age of nine he's captured a unicorn like there are all these crazy things that they think yeah i would not be happening. surprised if if sarah huggabee sanders is like Trump very decided to announce that the president has captured a unicorn. That was yeah. Jeff Sessions, but it's okay. No, I think it was like proud of both. We have appreh- we, we have apprehended the unicorn. <laughs> That's Jeff Sessions. <laughs> we have apprehended the unicorn and it is going to be brought to justice. <laughs> okay. I found it. I found where yeah. I wanted to go. With okay. It. We got we got the unicorn. Okay. So guys, stay tuned for Stay tuned if you're in the podcast version for our interview with Marsha Belsky. She's a really funny and like extremely smart, like very, yes. very smart comedian. Um, she talks about her like the way that Mark Zuckerberg has this like weird personal vendetta against her mm-hmm. and that and women in general and women in general and just sort of some of the inner workings of Facebook that are really, really crazy. Yes. And yeah, you should definitely she, check yeah, it out. She it's is really inter- It was honestly one of the most interesting interviews I think I've ever done with anyone at Betches. And I mean, we interviewed. Um, Dorinda. Dorinda. No, I don't want to say yeah. Dorinda because she's actually she was interesting. Great. She like, was really interesting. I don't know. But this interview. Someone not interesting. She was learned, more interesting than. You, we learned a lot of things about like how Facebook works internally and it's very interesting. So, um, until the end of democracy, I'm Which Elise Morales. very soon. It's like already happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah the show isn't going out much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And this is the Sup Live. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sup Live podcast, the interview portion uh, today. We have such a funny comedian, friend, feminist, activist. Uh, <laughs> the perfect person. The perfect person, really, to have on the pod. Uh, you might know her as one of the co-hosts of Miss Andrew with Marsha and Ray. It's Marsha Belsky. Hello. Yay. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm not perfect. I'm such a stoner mess. No, <laughs> oh, my God. Feminist, Did we just become comedian, best friends? Stoner yes. mess. <laughs> Feminist, comedian, stoner, mess, in yeah. bed. <laughs> um, so Is that what you're going to do right after this podcast? No, I'm at work today, unfortunately, so I have to uh. go back to work after this. I'm on my lunch break. Oh, wow. I okay. know. It luckily worked out that yeah. you were close by. Um, so we wanted to talk to you because... We have a long-standing grudge with Facebook here Clearly. at the SUP. Um, we Love think it. that it's bad. We think that Mark Zuckerberg's a little twit. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice twit. way to put it. Weasel. Uh, I dressed as Mark Zuckerberg for Halloween, and I got this really stupid-looking wig, and then I wore a shirt that said, I'm a stupid little dick. And then people would be like, <laughs> people go, who are you? And I go, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. I'm a stupid little dick. That's mm-hmm. why he hates you. Oh, yeah, but he's actually obsessed with me. He's been trying to date me like for so long. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> Shut up. Everything he does for Facebook, he does for my attention. He like he banned me for attention. It's just... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how Facebook, at least according to the Social Network movie, got started. Was yeah. that he was just trying to get attention from this girl who called him an asshole. Yeah. Yes. Well, in a, the movie. That's one thing that has really pissed me off in his little press tour that he's been doing. It's a very p- bad press tour. It's, well, first of all, he's that. terrible. But second of all, he keeps being like... I just wanted to create a network 
that would bring people together. And I'm like, no, you wanted to create a registry of hot women on your campus yeah. that you could raise. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank you, Elise. Like that, exactly. I'm pretty sure if I remember the social network correctly. And, <laughs> and I do. I do. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was like so that you could round up all the hot people that didn't want to talk to you on your campus. And you know what's sad is like yeah. as women, we can laugh about that motivation, but like men are so proud of each other when they're like my boy like he took his like pussy hounding and he turned it into a career <laughs> you're like good for him uh, wow yeah. amazing like you're actually just disgusting yeah, yeah and they all like try like set up their careers to, like so that women are their like reward and they're like i don't hate women i just see them as my direct reward for success <laughs> <laughs> it's like evan spiegel it's like oh hey like we and he actually emailed us like right when he started snapchat before it was called snapchat it's called peekaboo i'll show you the email peek-a-boo. later no yeah. wow. and the email Whole was literally worlds. like yeah the email was literally like hey like if you like want to like you know send nudes to like your dudes or whatever like this is what you should use or if you see like a batch with streaky highlights and you like want to show all your friends and like you don't want any evidence oh. of it like I'll literally show you the email these <laughs> men when they try and like talk in our language it's so revealing as to what they think women are because they truly like it's true they don't they don't imagine women when men are not there so when they have to they have no idea how we actually speak yeah, yeah. it's, it's so crazy true. yes yeah. it's so They're, they reveal their misogyny they don't know how we talk to in trying other. to estimate how we speak yeah, yeah and especially how we speak to each other because it's yeah. like they can maybe see how women speak to men but even then like that's so telling because like they they think our motivations are so different because you're like that's what women have been telling you honey like it's like you're so dumb that's not actually how we feel we don't actually like i don't know right yeah. it's just like so pay attention today. for what i love podcasts are the best when you're angry i've just been mm-hmm. so mad the atlantic thing podcast. we can't even get into it because today is about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. We'll talk about the Atlantic thing later. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, it's the Atlantic hired Kevin Williamson, who said that women should be hanged for having abortions. But that's oh, a whole why different would they podcast. Hire him? Because they wanted. <laughs> oh, they issued no. a statement following. They said because they want um, ideological diversity. Well, that's diverse for mm-hmm. sure. So, Anyways, um, so you can Marcia. have ideological diversity without hanging women oh, for abortion. Oh, that's what a lot of people okay. are saying. But yeah. Ew, this is how white men like to do. Where it's like, this is how it reminds me of when I was in college. And there's always that guy who wants to like debate women's issues for sport, and they don't. It's basically hypotheticals to them, so they don't understand why mm-hmm. we come from such a place of not only emotional investment but deep pain. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. why are you getting so worked up about this? And it's like because your words are hurting me and scaring me about yeah. my own freedom. Yeah. It's like, you're it's also like this. insanely out of touch. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not empathizing with the fact that this is a deeply personal thing to me. No. And they love doing that in major publications too. That's what the New York Times is doing. That's what the Atlantic doing. And it's these mostly white like totally shielded liberal guys being like well you gotta get both sides. And it's like I'm sorry but one side is not 25% of women get hanged. It's yeah. also like these people are just completely yeah it's also like this thing of like well i'm just playing the devil's advocate and it's like okay cool but you understand that that makes you the devil oh i had a a joke where i said i said remind yourself before you play the devil's advocate that you are an unpaid intern for satan like it's like (laughs) i really need people to stop like stop sucking the devil's dick like it's really crazy like it's it's embarrassing for you like it's like have your own opinions don't hide behind the devil (laughs) so 
we brought you specifically. I'm use that from yes. now on. Okay. Please do. Yeah. So we wanted to talk to you specifically because you have had sort of like an ongoing saga with Facebook, as we've determined. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just think it's. A really interesting yeah. story that people would like to hear. So I guess yeah, at least I'll give the short version. Yeah. Yes. No, give give the full version. Well, the full version it honestly takes like two hours, and people are like, "Are you wearing a tin hat?" Because I seem like <laughs> I seem like such a conspiracy. I had whenever this stuff hit the press, because um, some of this you can look up. And what sucks is that the story basically originated from we had a friend of ours, um, Nicole Silverberg, post. Literally 200 photos of men harassing her online. Mm-hmm. 200 photos. And I commented as a joke, men are scum. Because it was like, those men were scum. Like, also, like, like, that's not, that. Yeah, I don't think you were kidding. I mean, it's like, I mean, <laughs> but context. even if I wasn't kidding, but I literally replied to that comment, LOL. Like, I guess I lost that guy's trust because one of the guys posted, this is why we don't trust women. It's like, oh, I'm sure you would have really helped us otherwise. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you were a real champion for women's rights until one woman disagreed with you. Um, Men are just so out of touch with like their well, own emotions, so they think that their own emotions. Yeah. But also, privilege literally works as a veil. It's a it's a veil where we are seeing out, but they cannot see us. So it's like yeah. they don't see. That's not my theory. That's from W. B. Du Bois about. Black people in America. He's a very important guy. But it's like <laughs> Dubois. I don't know. How I, I think it's Du Bois actually. <laughs> I think it might be. Um, I'm not sure. But um, okay, continue the story. I'm not anyways, you. so so basically, I commented. I had already been banned twice. The first time for this photo that was up for like a year, which every time people see it, they laugh like, "Oh yeah, that's a real threat." And it's ri- <laughs> it's literally me as a seven year old kid, and I put a speech bubble that says "Kill all men," and it's like funny because I look kind of like. <laughs> demonic you know I'm like <laughs> kill them and and so like it was like you know first of all huge likes and that's what this really is all about mm-hmm. is that Mark Zuckerberg people are like what could you what would you say to Zuckerberg if you met him it's like number one more likes um, <laughs> for me specifically um, but no just kidding. so then like that photo was up forever and then I had these trolls you know so then when these men's rights and whoever like white supremacists alt-right guys mobilize one of their biggest tactics is to weaponize literalism so that in like PC culture mm-hmm. or whatever they call it so they basically faux my friend Claire Edwards put it where they they pretend to clutch their pearls and it's like that's what their whole thing is and it's like you're not actually offended by sexism because I'm getting all these messages like sexism against both genders are wrong you cunt like it's like oh, yeah. okay uh. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you really care about sexism against all, both genders mm-hmm. so basically I had already been I, it said kill him and that got removed and I thought that was funny because that was the first time I was banned and I was kind of like but then I think okay they're you having all of that the, photo yeah so then I was there this is right when Facebook is having a lot of backlash for real abuse that's happening and they have what what I didn't know at the time which ProPublica discovered in 2016 is they had already by this point when they decided to crack down on hate speech made a decision in writing that they would train their members who would decide what content to remove that white men as a group are a protected group along with other groups by class race not class actually just race um, gender so basically so they, you can say whatever you want about poor people exactly well, here's the thing that's crazy because <laughs> cool. also these are humans who are removing these posts people always go oh that's a fucked up algorithm it is not an algorithm they have 7,000 team members I've done so much research into this at mm-hmm. this point and I even have two they people, know that yeah and 
and I have two people that I talk to on Facebook. That's kind of funny because I kind of troll them because they emailed reaching out to me basically trying to be like, can we talk? Like, will you shut up? And then <laughs> now I email them things like they banned a reductress post, which is just so terrifying mm-hmm. and like alarming. For anyone listening, if you don't it's already a know. very popular satirical yeah. female driven site. Yeah. And so for them to remove a reductress post, just prove my point because you have to remember this is the same group that has allowed. There is a photo of a woman doctored to look like she had been beaten and they allowed it to stay up as a quote-unquote joke you know it's like so they allow for quote-unquote jokes when it's actually has real violence but my kill all men is like remove her so when they removed the kill all men speech bubble i thought to myself okay like obviously i was against it but it's like if they are actually removing kill all muslims you know or hate speech against black people women then whatever i'll lose one joke but it's like annoying so then that got removed then weeks later there was this creep in the new york comedy scene and he was basically he had been known he had followed girls home from mics like he gets really obsessive he um would message them sort of like sexual things and be like well i thought based on your act you would be into this like you know uh, gross things. so no. he was known to this and then for me there's girls talking about it and then for me he someone told me that for like newer girls on the scene who weren't aware of his reputation he was actually listening for them to say something in their sets like about how they were looking for a place to live and he was trying to get a female roommate and he was even linking them to a craigslist ad that said wanted female roommate only oh my god so ah. so so this was when i was like look i have like a decent platform with women online so i was like i'm gonna warn any girl who might be following my page who's like thinking about moving to New York because that's what he's trying to do is find like a new girl on the scene and we've all been there when I was new I was you know quote unquote friends with a lot of questionable people because you're just out here trying to get anybody to pay attention to you so it, and if someone's trying to give you opportunities that exactly. you're so desperate to get where you're like oh my god like this person's gonna offer me yeah. stage time this person's gonna offer me so like yeah, this you don't know who's yes. who yet it is like on a low level but he doesn't have power and that's the thing is like he's giving people he's getting girls phone numbers under the guise of comedy before they find out he's a creep so I posted about him by name I didn't tag him and I had blocked him but I just said this guy is doing this I listed things he had done and that post got reported and that got me banned for seven days for targeted harassment Mm -hmm. against him for me doing again what i felt was right and i still feel was right but i i again i said to myself i suppose i understand because if you're removing my post but also removing some guy who's going off on some girl repeatedly tagging her in threats by name but they're not doing that because mm-hmm. we saw a big comedian. Um, I'll just say it, it was whatever. I don't want to say it because he goes after people so hard. But mm-hmm. he was like, he was recently in the news in Jezebel. And he was like attacking this one girl online who had been asking people if they had stories about him. And he tagged her in posts and tagged her by name for three days. A very pretty well-known mm-hmm. guy to the point that she got a letter sent to her mother's house by one of his fans. So they're not actually removing these posts on the other end. So then I'm like, who are these moderators? You know, But I'm still just thinking, I don't know what's going on at Facebook. But if you look at Facebook statistics, 
it's questionable because they're 70% male company. We all know how Silicon Valley and the tech industry works in terms of women. We know too that like there's been so many, they've removed a lot of Black Lives Matter activists, uh, pages, posts, individuals for quote unquote hate speech that generalizes white people. But the thing is, is that you cannot talk about the systems of white supremacy and patriarchy in a way that don't in some ways generalize the group of people who benefit from both of those systems, which are white men. And then you can include, you know, um, heterosexuality and like things like Mm -hmm. that, homophobia. But like, it's crazy because Facebook just has this completely asocietal, ahistorical policy where they're like, all groups are equally at risk to discrimination. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. So that's problem one, is they, is they have taken a hard all lives matter stance by choice. And because of that, there's been all sorts of oversights in their company. And I think because the most shocking statistic I heard, if you look at specifically the way that black people are censored on Facebook and people of color, is that Facebook has diversity in the sense that there are Asian people who work there. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, not good. There should be diversity. But if you break it down further, you have to break down people of color, especially in America, into different groups. And they've had all sorts of problems with Russian bots posing as Black Lives Matter activist groups. And USA Today issued a thing. If they had had more black employees, you would have had people saying this is not because. But if you only have a black employee in isolated pockets of the company. Yeah. Yeah. and, And not only does that person not want to, should not have to be a voice for their community, but there's not the strength to. Because if you've ever been the only woman in the office, it's like you really got to pick your battles because, you know, even. Even that one thing you bring up, it better be strong because if they can undermine it, you're never going to get to complain about sexism again. And they're, they're literally gonna just going to be you. like, oh, she always does. Right. Or this. she wants to get ahead right. unfairly, yeah. whatever they say. So the most shocking statistic I heard is that and I have to relook at whether this was just Silicon Valley, but basically USA Today issued a report specifically about black people within Facebook out of 12,000 employees, and I think this must have just been at their San Francisco location, Mm -hmm. out of 12,000 employees, and that's not just tech people because they make all sorts of excuses for, oh, you can't find black people in tech, which is not true because they have their own tech companies. Mm -hmm. So how could that be true? Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough black people who could do tech, how do you have enough black people that black people can make their own tech companies because of how they've been excluded? Like, what's an example? I mean, I can't think of specific examples, but if you look up, like, there's the guys who made MoviePass, like, they are too black guys and they employ a lot of black people like you know so they're there just like anything if you look for black engineers if you look for women engineers tech people they're there yeah right it's just all i'm saying so like it's also like it, it takes time to like catch up like we still are like and segregation that. is not that old of course so. and and if there is disparity like you can't act like it's a meritocracy that exists in a vacuum but also it's not a meritocracy but out of twelve thousand people 259 were black Wow. That's insane. That is an insanely small percentage, and it doesn't reflect the makeup of the people who are in that line of work. So it's like Facebook does not see that as a priority, which is what you're seeing in tech worlds a lot, where they don't see social consciousness in any way as anything the tech world should be concerned about, ethically, in any way. And you see that in the vaster sense in terms of all this Russia stuff, where it's like Kumel um, Nanjali just retweeted or just tweeted this thing about when he was working at Silicon Valley, they went to visit these places. You know, he didn't name anyone specific. Mm-hmm. And when they would even just ask, 
Well, what do you think about the negative implications of what this specific innovation or piece of technology could do? It was not even that the tech people didn't have an answer is that they had never been asked. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have anybody in those circles asking those questions. Yeah. This is sort of what drives me crazy about it. Facebook in particular, but just really any company that doesn't want to, or try to like work on social responsibilities that like you're in America and you would not have your company if you were in Saudi Arabia or Mm -hmm. if you were in a non, any non-democratic or, non-capitalist society you would not be able to have your company so you so facebook is literally capitalizing on the fact that they are an american company that they're able to get by on american laws the american financial system but yet they feel no responsibility to preserve that they truly Mm -hmm. don't feel any responsibility to even follow law like Mm -hmm. my kayla avery is a woman who runs this uh, site called facebook jailed where she uh compiles these people who have been banned because people have been banned for really crazy things. Like I a, mean, the these are individual <laughs> moderators deciding on a purposely loose and non-transparent policy. And things that get banned from women are things like literally masculinity is toxic. That got removed. One woman said, shooters are not disproportionately mentally ill. They are disproportionately white and male. Okay, she did not say all white men are shooters. She did not even say all shooters are white men. She has stated a statistic about entitlement as it goes hand in hand with violence in this country. Facebook removed that. Also, you can say that they literally said that on like MSNBC last yeah, that's night. Like, but that's- Facebook, because you have individual moderators who obviously some individually have clear biases because and there's no sort of transparency or punishment for it. You have photos of two gay men kissing that have been removed. I mean, there has been really, really sinister stuff. And Facebook never gives anything besides, oh, we've been caught now that there's huge press on this specific thing, which you have to know, 99% of people are not getting. Because that's the thing. I got... There's no there's no news about Facebook. I don't no, get it on Facebook. No. I get it on television. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, but it's like, they, they only respond to a problem if it gets huge amounts of public attention. Mm-hmm. And then all they ever say repeatedly is, look, we make mistakes. We make mistakes, but they don't offer any transparency. Mm -mm. They don't offer any real solutions. And what they did for... Sandberg. Yeah. So now what sucks about my situation is basically even after the men are scum. So I commented this men are scum. I got banned for 30 days because I had already been banned for these other two things before. So they have no way to appeal these bans when you're directly removed from their platform. And why I don't leave Facebook is because, unfortunately, I have gotten a lot of opportunities directly from Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm a comedian. I write. I do a lot of little sort of pocket things. And the way that those things like can connect is on a lot of social media when I was banned from Facebook for 30 days, because when you're banned, you basically become a ghost where you can see everything that's happening on Facebook. Your page still exists. It's not noted in any way on your page for anyone who'd be visiting it that you're currently banned from your account. You can receive messages and people can still post, but you can't respond to anything and you can't like anything. So Literally they still a Black want Mirror you. episode. Yeah, totally. They want you to consume their product and things like that. So I missed like a $50 gig because I couldn't respond to this guy. I didn't have any other way to reach him. I was trying to ask around, could never find his email. And I just couldn't write back. So it's like, you know, there are these like consequences from being banned I kept tweeting about it and kept trying to like you know kind of make it funny but also being like this is fucked up and then finally after 15 days without and press reaching out to them and all this stuff without notifying me in any way they just removed the ban 
But then after that, me and my podcast co-host, Ray Sani, had this whole saga with them where Ray was being targeted by these massive far-right trolls um, because they had screenshot something that they were claiming was proof that she hates white people. She's a black woman. And they basically... And there are no white people who hate black people, of course. <laughs> I mean, they, and they're saying things like go back to Africa. They're using the N word. They're calling, they're saying everything that you can say. Cause she has to deal with both of the, you know, you're a cunt, the rape threats. And then also these just like horrific, violent, racist imagery and, you know, things that they're saying. So then she responding, they, they target her. They did the same thing they did to me where they go back through all of her old posts, trying to find things to report. They ban her in the middle of this unprecedented amount of harassment that mm-hmm. she's receiving. I mean, it's literally by but the she hundreds gets and thousands. She gets banned, not them. For guy, what? For a post that she had made from when I was banned about men are scum. So basically, then Ray gets un- Ray's ban goes up. It was only 24 hours. It expands. She comments, not even an original post, just like me for Men Are Scum. It was just a comment, which the Men Are Scum thing sucks because now almost every article that's been written about it, this is what they reduce it to. They go, Marsha Belsky is a comedian who want, who likes to call men scum on the internet. No. And it's like, <laughs> it's not quite And it. then I get these men in my inbox where that's all they read and they're just like, you're a bigot. I hate you. It's just like, calm down. It's like, so you are the bigot. I mean, no. you're the bigot. It's wild. They they only I'm care. Getting so heated. I know. No, and it's it's crazy because this is our Facebook really prioritizes the fragility of white men who, who are not under the same amount of truly violent threat that other groups are. And that's what's fucked up is that there have been numerous occasions of women and people being harassed and then their response to the harassment gets them banned as hate speech against men. <laughs> so then what happens then with the way a ban works, you are still receiving the harassment, but you can't respond. You're <laughs> right. still receiving all of <laughs> so these messages, anything they post, but you it's can't so- respond. So Ray was received a message that said, kill yourself, N-word. Then she received this message from the same guy that just said N-word. She reported it, reviewed, and found not to violate standards. So these are not coincidences because, and then of course, when when Facebook itself rechecks it, oh, of course that violates our standards. Okay, so then why more often than not, if white supremacists can infiltrate the police, if they can infiltrate politics, why would they not be inside a tech company that where we know there are a bunch of James Demores and all these mm-hmm. white men who feel like this precious thing, the internet, is being taken from them that's rightfully theirs? You know, they believe mm-hmm. that free speech is only it. for them. Yeah. They truly believe free speech is only it's for them. It's also just like, like, why do they ban you for saying men are scum, which is just like not even that offensive, but they don't care to ban people who are Russian bots paying found, in rubles no. to talk about, like, to galvanize white supremacists. Yeah. No, basically. because that or, is bad. They don't care about... The, all they want is money. They know the trolls give them money. They know that these bored people who spend I'll give them all money. day on the internet... I give them money. We yeah. give them money, too. But the thing is, is that the makeup of the company works so that there's clearly a bias going on. We reported uh, Women Are Scum. That's all the post said, Women Are Scum was reviewed found not to violate standards insane so you're saying that and they say all of these oh we make mistakes ProPublica recently did a thing where they asked Facebook about 50 things that they had removed out of the 50 things that they had removed Facebook said 23 were an error that's crazy. That is not a system then. No. Then you are taking this case by case. There's no way to appeal. You hurt men's feelings. They're mm-hmm. admitting. That's the system. They're, and, and 
you're not looking at any of the potential biases amongst these team members, which is clearly what's happening. These team members could be in different countries in a completely different society. They got caught in their training manual. They had a picture. They had this question. Out of these three groups by policy, which does Facebook protect? Black children, female reporters, white men. And the answer was white men, and it was illustrated with a picture of the Backstreet Boys. Ah! <laughs> I'm not ah! kidding. I'm not kidding. I do believe that the Backstreet Boys should be protected. <laughs> I mean, for Brian, other reasons. Brian's been through a lot. And, yeah. but it's, so, and he gave us so yes. much. Yeah. So you have, you yeah, have what this, would we do without him? You have this like double-layered problem, basically, where, first of all, they have this All Lives Matter policy that they're saying, well, we're going to equally enforce it, and then they're not even doing that. Yeah. So you have both an a societal view that white men are just as at risk of discrimination which is a truly dangerous way of thinking because what that does is well, the white men have individual voice more than any other group if you then give them a heightened individual voice on the idea that that's the only way that you can make things fair you're giving them double the voice while giving the marginalized person trying to fight against them half the voice mm -hmm. that they would already have so it's a quarter of the voice because they already had half the voice mm -hmm. yeah it just gets real real crazy so now I like I have the emails of these two women and I just send them everything that's messed up and just go keep up the good work <laughs> and then they address some some of it and they don't address others but I say to them every time I send this to you and you fix it because I have your email after months and months of press attention on me mm -hmm. there is no way for any other person to appeal these decisions and they're obviously happening yeah black yeah. activists have been banned repeatedly for saying you can't say on Facebook white people are racist you cannot say that can you say black people are racist probably uh, I mean, you probably can't, but a moderator would see that and then not remove it. Because here's the thing, too. If you have a white guy who's looking at it who's not maybe that socially educated or especially has specific opinions, he sees an angry woman saying things about men. Oh, well, that's just hate. That's just hate. That woman has hate in her heart. Mm -hmm. He sees a man saying, oh, this woman's an ugly bitch. And that's just kind of how men talk. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of, you know, it's a meme. Locker room talk. Well, it's, and he's like, well, I see that she kind of is. No, like, it's, it's not even that. They say, they say, well, that's a mean thing to say. It's definitely mean. But discriminatory hate speech? I don't think so. And then you can, a woman got banned for her Me Too post that said men are the worst. Oh my, really? Yeah, I have screenshots Wait, of all of these. This is crazy. I mean, but, uh, yeah. There's a part of your story that I thought was particularly creepy that mm -hmm. I just want to get to. Mm -hmm. At least briefed me on it about mm -hmm. where they made you agree. <laughs> yes, this is the That's part. very Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. did that to Reductress as well when I contacted them about, they removed a post from Reductress that was at, about sort of what being a woman is like emotionally being me during me too and it was like are they all horrible like that was the name it was like yep they're all horrible and um so what you have to do and this is after even after the 30-day ban they removed that ban and then i had this thing where they banned me twice more while ray was getting banned because while ray was getting banned i was posting a lot and getting a lot of attention because someone said kill yourself n-word it wasn't removed yeah. mm -hmm. and she got banned twice because then when her ban came out she posted I just think it's insane that I get banned for men are scum but none of these people are getting banned for this outwardly racist speech she then got banned for that comment <sighs> so I screenshotted that comment I'm posting about it a whole lot 
In the middle of this, they undo Ray's second ban after only a day. It was supposed to be three days. Again, not alerting her in any way, not saying we made a mistake. Then I get banned for three days almost immediately. This time, they don't even tell me why. Every time you're banned from Facebook, there's a shot of the post that they've removed. It might have been something I shared. They wouldn't tell me why this time. Then immediately after my three-day ban went up, they banned me for seven days for something that I posted in 2016. So... I'm posting about all of this and I am, you know, receiving like attention again because now this is the second time. This is after Men Are Scum. This is months after we got the first press round of Men Are Scum. And then I get all these other people like, whoa. Okay, so I get all this press reaching out to me. There's these other women who are doing it to prove a point. And they undo my ban. I click on my Facebook one day. I log in. And my ban was supposed to be seven days. This was two days in. And... It says, warning. It's like a red box. Warning. We have made a mistake in removing your content. We apologize if this has caused like any inconvenience. And then I went to, because it says, click here, um, like that you've read this or something like that. Like, you know, click here to acknowledge you've read it. And I just tried to X out of it. And it was like, eh, eh. <laughs> it was like, it didn't make that noise, but it like, you know, it was yeah. like, and it was like, made me click that I understood and press okay three times before it let me onto my page. Like, so it was basically okay. like, you accept that we're sorry. You fully a hundred percent understand wow. that this was a mistake and we didn't right. mean it. Because as it stands currently, they're private companies and they can't get sued. There they're is no, private. they are. I mean, they might be publicly traded, but in terms okay. of like how they operate, they are private media companies. So like, they don't have to, I'm saying that in terms of we can't sue them for censorship because they are not the New York Times or like, you know, they're not officially considered media in that way yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we this is what this sort of new precipice that we're on in terms of what we're going to do with social media, because it is a public entity. It should be regulated. It should have to follow some sort of law. But Facebook told the woman who runs Facebook jailed that they essentially believe that they operate in international waters, legally speaking, because they operate out of so many countries. They claim that they respect each individual country's laws, that they try to the best they can. They obviously don't. And what they truly believe internally that they know they can't say for public relations reasons is that they operate under international law. That's their right to do so because they are a global company. So this is where you have Every this company too. on the internet is theoretically like global. global. Right. Betches is a global, global, oh, exactly. global entity. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's where it's like such a cop out in all these different ways. And with the clicking like, oh, I accept, I agree. It's this thing that becomes where like they can't get sued yet. I mean, I'm sure I could, but it's like you're not going to win. You can't sue Twitter or Facebook or any of these yet. You can sue Donald Trump for blocking you on Twitter, but you can't sue Twitter itself <laughs> mm -hmm. for not removing do donald that. trump let's do that but we the laws could yeah. change the yeah. laws could change and i think they are very aware of that because they know they're in hot water mark zuckerberg is going to testify before congress they are if you He's look gonna at just be like <laughs> this happened with bill gates in the remember when in the movie when he's just like 
doodling the whole yeah. time. Like that's gonna yeah, be that's gonna be. Tech it. does not feel they have a social responsibility to anybody, and it happened with Bill Gates. Their Bill mission Gates, statements say yeah, that they do. They don't. I mean, they they claim to because they know they're supposed to. So it's like it's like Jack Dorsey like going doing that press conference with DeRay where he's wearing like a Stay Woke T-shirt, oh and then it's God. like people are subject to so much racist, horrific yeah. abuse on Twitter. It's yeah. like insane, and they act like their hands are tied. They act like it's it's very you know libertarian like they all have this like dream of this like Peter Thiel Seastead floating island bullshit it's but just, like but it's it's yeah. weird that like during the Obama administration they were all like oh, we're liberals we're democrats we're all for social responsibility and like Cheryl they Sandberg I'm that. like a I'm like a forward feminist like where is she I haven't heard Cheryl one Sandberg word out of her made posts about how women need to be careful after me too about being censored because our anger uh, against men is going to be used against us and then her platform bans women just for that reason yeah I mean so this is the thing there's so much disconnect of course these CEOs think they're liberal claim to be liberal but like when it when it comes down to it they feel that they if they everyone's liberal till it hits your your bank account yes well and i'm not saying facebook has a responsibility to censor i'm saying it is so easy if you think about all someone posted this on twitter which is a good point if you think about the amount of data they have on us Mm -hmm. the fact that facebook won't cooperate with police to help find stalkers and to help find people like that who end up killing people that's wrong yeah. You know, like it's, but then it's like you have the other end where it's like they do have all this data and you don't want this data to just be out there for everybody. So it's like you have these really hard, nuanced like decisions that we have to make. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the people who are making it have no social education in terms of how society actually functions, how privilege actually functions. And they don't care. Yeah. All they care about is tech, this very niche world. And in that world... Creating, creating, creating is always good. Don't think about where it goes. That will be regulated later. It's up to people to figure out where they're going to stop themselves. It's our job to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me that it's like we've created the most sophisticated algorithm in the world. We've connected the entire world on our platform. We have the ability to know that you thought about buying a pressure cooker like earlier this week and now like 10 pressure cookers are in your feed or whatever. We like know how you feel about everything, but we can't figure out any way to adequately moderate that platform. It's yeah. like, I, we were talking about it before, but it's like Frankenstein's monster. It's like, oh, we created this incredible thing. We brought life. Oh my God, it's killed a little girl yeah. in a well. Like it's, that is, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Elise, did you know that Facebook owns Instagram? Yeah. Facebook does own Instagram. That's what's scary too. I mean, it's really dug in deep. We are, it, it's fundamentally rooted in how we socialize and how we network and how specifically we as millennials make our money, start our careers. Because yes. we're all a part of this generation where it's like, even when we have day jobs, almost every person my age I know is doing something creatively, trying to become a part of this creative class is what it's called. And that didn't really exist two generations ago. It wasn't, oh, you're expected to be an artist Mm-hmm. you know right. <laughs> <laughs> have a family sure if you can paint that's great but like you know yeah. it's not this expectation of oh you're just a lawyer mm-hmm. you know and that our generation right. it carries a lot of pressure there's also a lot of gigging in a gig economy yeah i've gotten so many up. jobs from facebook i've gotten so many 
comedy opportunities like what you were talking about. I did go off Facebook for a little while, but I did find that it was harder to get booked on things because I think like people look at you on Facebook. People, I like, missed going away parties, yeah. birthday yeah. parties. I go, why didn't you text me? They're like, what am I gonna text a hundred people? Yeah, like no, people, just me. I'm yeah, bad. Just it, me. <laughs> it really is your social network, and it's so difficult. So you know, we're blacking out our Facebook page on 420, and then we're getting rid of the SUPS Facebook page. Yeah. But it's still difficult because, like we were saying, you know, there's still Instagram. They do own Instagram. Yeah. Like, and it's not feasible for... They removed a couple of my posts yeah. on Instagram, too. They removed on Nicole Silverberg again during when she had all these trolls coming for her because that's the thing. They basically directly reward mass reporting but seem to ignore it the other way around because there was this very famous... There was this... Uh, racist like senator who posted like basically find all the infidels and kill them all basically muslims are terrorists like and they didn't remove that but it was nicole silverberg was wearing a shirt that said men are horrible with a bunch of hearts around it and they removed that post the, from for her shirt? shirt from the reductress shirt yeah what the? Um, and see that's what this sucks. is this is the thing is that like like you were saying like you are still on facebook despite all of this i think about like oh maybe i should just get off facebook blah 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 like i don't use it necessarily for my career mm-hmm. other outside of this business but i don't use it personally but uh, like my issue is not with facebook fundamentally what it like is about it's about the fact that they are just not doing anything that they should be doing so if they decided to be responsible instead of just talking about being responsible and apologizing or fake apologizing i would be very happy with the platform right that's why you have to put the social pressure on that's the thing is mm-hmm. like you can't force a company and that's why Facebook pisses so many people off is like they gaslight. I mean, it's like they really do. Like, it's like they act like, like all men. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. And I mean, they constantly all people want is transparency and accountability. And they are completely unwilling to give even an inch. But they hurt a lot of people in this fake listening, like with the real name policy where you have to use your real name on Facebook. They had a lot of people tell them this really affects women who have been in abusive relationships who need to have social lives but can't use their real names. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. affects drag queens who need it as a platform for their performance, um, you know, alias and things like that. Facebook called in like 50 of the biggest drag queens in San Francisco into their offices to talk about this. They issued this whole public statement. We're so happy to talk to our community. San Francisco obviously has a huge gay and in that drag community. And then they changed nothing. Right. Yeah. Nothing. They changed nothing. And they issued this whole thing. This is what we're going to be changing. Ultimately, someone can still report your profile and you have to send in a license except for every profile I ever put. This one man made four fake profiles for me to troll me. And I reported every single one of them because they were all from the same fake city or whatever. He really likes you. Oh, he's you. obsessed with me. <laughs> he's then, really into you. Um, and, Honestly, and they didn't remove any of them. That's So you have but to But they think, removed your fake... My fake Marshall Belsky that I made when I was banned. I made a page called Marshall Belsky. That's hilarious. Um, so that's what... It's just frustrating because there seem to be clear biases. We can't prove it in any way because they're not transparent. And then they have no system to address that. And not only that, their policy directly allows and encourages for this type of conservative bias where social media conservatives will tell you it's all liberal bias of course well social media has given voice to marginalized people in a way we haven't seen before where they act like oh all of a sudden everything's a mob no it's just that people who have always been mad about things happening in the mainstream you actually have to hear now so if those people are the ones being censored that is scary and has real consequences because if you can't talk about white supremacy or patriarchy in a way that doesn't leave white men feeling slightly irked then how are we going to talk about it at all 
law. We can't. Right. There's you a can't. difference between attacking privilege and attacking someone based on bigotry and facebook does not think so so that's right. the problem yeah what's your prediction what do you think where do you think this is all gonna go i mean i really don't know that's the problem is that i just want to keep fighting because i don't know where it's gonna go and i think the only way these things can change is if if, if you don't have uh all let's hear everyone now all lives matter i'm not personally invested white guys at the top that's right. the only way that it changes is if you actually have equal representation. That will probably not happen because they're going to grip onto their privilege in their boys club with their dying breath. God forbid we actually give them side eye for going out and using company money on strippers. That's what they don't want. They don't want <laughs> any woman powerful oh enough to actually make that bad for them. Again, Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl, do you Girl, hear me? Do you hear me? It's, yeah. I mean, I, where is Cheryl in all of this? Because it's got know. a huge press specifically this Never Facebook. heard her name one time. Facebook mm. as a company, including I think Cheryl, has decided we are not going to back down from this including white men thing because then they know about the conservative backlash and they're not willing to face do you, it. Do you they, know what they cater to conservatives because they're more scared of them. Yeah, because conservatives fight harder. The You know what this tells me is that basically nothing... What it, it tells me is that there's something way worse that they're potentially hiding, that they're aware of, that they do. Because if they if it were just this problem, they could just... Why not just fucking fix it? Like, why <laughs> not so just much. fix mm -hmm. it? People like, jump there, ship it has all the to time be there. Harder to, it has to be harder to fix for some other reason than just like they don't feel like it. Like, no, like they don't, it, But they don't want to. It's not that they don't feel like it. It's that they have been confronted on change your policy, change your system. They will not and they don't right. want to. It's not that I'm, they're too yeah. lazy. They do not want to change it because they made the decisions but for a reason. But don't they not want to... Okay, yeah, they don't want to. Like, yeah, I don't want to do... I don't want to do yeah. a lot of things. Like, it's... But it's just like, I don't want to work out. But like, I know <laughs> that like, you know... It, they like, don't you feel sort that of they should. Know, they yeah, think but, they look great. But, no, yeah. but, but they have to... But they have to know... Helping. They have to know that they're... That this is like... that. I think they've gone too far. And I personally... Again, I feel like this is the point at which they could just kind of turn around, correct the ship, and they could like not be fucked, but they have to do it now. No, their whole company reputation is like they're like that guy who just never admits they're wrong, even when it's like, please, it would be so easy. We wouldn't even be mad at you. Just say sorry. Like, just say sorry and mean it like right. one time. But they have such a stock corporate response to everything. Even the girls I email, it's very clear it's like because the girls you email have no power yeah i mean other than to like unban you so it really it's it's really wild because mm -hmm. it's like it's such a big company that you have everybody skirting responsibility i had a friend who worked at facebook and he basically said every time something like this happens all that happens is that a bunch of emails get sent for two weeks and then the, and then there's another controversy yeah and it's like that's how they view it i'm sure too it's like this will blow over no, this whole this is not blowing think over. about no. what facebook and twitter are going to be like in the history books with trump on twitter and with this stuff with the yeah. election on facebook think about how that's going to be talked about that's what i don't get These i think guys we're all don't going to world war three we're like on the ramp up to that and i think that like ultimately that i kind of feel that it's interesting that social media i think social media facebook twitter ultimately kind of like are like represent the pinnacle of american culture coming to this just like shallow like superficial kind of fake patriarchal mm -hmm. place and then i think what is happening is that these other cultures and these other countries russia china north korea that are 
really enemies. They see the, the West as enemies. I think that ultimately they're using these things that represent us against us. You have Trump, yeah, who's like the exactly ultimate pinnacle of America. Yeah. They're yeah. using our own worst tendencies against us because they know that like what ultimately they did perfectly. that's how they got protesters on the streets from both sides from things people that weren't even in america starting it yeah right. it's i mean right. it's crazy they capitalize on our worst tendencies they know that democratically because it's a bunch of people running things that people are ultimately greedy that people are ultimately going to look out for themselves and do the most materialistic thing possible and that that is what america has really come to and i think that it's ultimately just it has to kind of blow up in our faces and then i think it, there can be a correction also america Americans just in general don't have like a good propaganda radar and stuff. No. Like we are not we've never used felt our democracy at threat. We're exactly. teenagers. That's we've, why it's scary because this is unprecedented. And we've never like we we don't. I mean, you could say Fox News is, but we don't get like state sponsored media. We don't like know how to recognize that stuff. Fucking in China and in Russia, they know who's a bot. But they also like, if they look at an it. Art, they, they they see it and they're just like, oh, but this article is fake. Like I know this article is fake because like most articles are fake. Right. So like they just and they like, accept get it. it. They accept that they're they're working for the greater good which is an authoritarian person or i don't know yeah there's more communal thinking you can argue i mean there are yeah. definitely people within china yeah. who the, the hard thing is is that we don't hear about the chinese resistance that yeah. happens because it's so squashed but yeah. um and especially their internet is censored yeah but, exactly but it's crazy because like that's how it, you're right where it's like we can't pick up on it. We don't want to pick up mm -hmm. on it. Americans are so stubborn about the fact that every single thing they think is their own and they think it because they think it because they're so special. And they American individualism. Yeah. That's individualism. what we are. And also the individualism that lends itself to this divisiveness that people act like has just come about with Trump where it's like we're more polarized than ever. Okay, no. Read a people's history of the United States. Yeah. We have been deeply polarized even on guns since the beginning of this country. <laughs> George Washington's yeah, farewell address war. was like don't, we literally had a civil war here, civil which is war. so underrated. But, and George Washington's farewell address, he was like, "Don't form political parties, you guys. It's gonna get bad." And yeah. <laughs> like, and we were it like, "Took two hundred years, three hundred like, years, but he's right." Like, nice idea, yeah. George. Uh, <laughs> we were like, "Okay, it's fine." George like, is like, "No." Even George, even George Washington abdicate. They wanted him to stay longer as president, but mm -hmm. he like abdicated it. He's like, "That is a bad idea." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're just fucked. Um, we hopefully, are fucked. you know what? I just but the war with have, Facebook yeah. continues. I love yes. to fight the war, and I yeah. love to. It's so funny because like I just really hope they get theirs. Like yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing it. a bit about it now that I want. Like the dream would be to get it on TV because it's like if you can make it funny enough too, then it's like you can really because the Backstreet Boys stuff. I mean, that so is much, insane. Yeah. So much that they do is really ridiculous. Some of the stuff they've removed is so crazy. Like my friend put. Um, uh, was it Kathy Humes because when it's a comedian I never want to not say their name mm -hmm. but um, so she put like I'm going to make a Facebook called Macebook for women and if men try and join we'll mace them that got removed and got banned <laughs> oh. it's like the wing that's what the wing is yeah and now they're being sued <laughs> and now they're being for sued. gender discrimination yeah, yeah. Uh, well Marcia it's been so great yeah. to have thank you thank you so much uh, I feel like don't you come back. out there yeah, yeah I'd love we'll to do come updates back. Yeah. Uh, let everybody know where they can follow you and your continued work yeah. Online. I have a lot of wars. So um, I'm on <laughs> three front wars. I'm 
I do. I'm a Marsha Belsky. Um, I also run this account. How do you spell Marsha M-A-R-C-I-A-B-E-L-S-K-Y. I also run the Headless Women of Hollywood account um, that has been getting a little bit of press lately. That's a project on objectification of women on movie and TV posters. And I am also putting on Handmaid's Tale the Musical <gasps> for the fourth it's time. It's so good. And I we sold out our first three shows. Um, our next show is at Caveat on May 10th. So all come star to that. Cast. All star cast. Yeah. I want to come. We should go. It's, yeah, an all, go. it's really all the best people in the world. It's great. Like, it's I um, seriously wish you much success. Thank and I hope you. that this gets on to an HBO we'll special or something. We'll get them. Yeah. We'll I get them. It's just fun to trash Facebook. It's like, Zuckerberg, you could have dipped my hair, you know, in ink in a just nicer way. You didn't have to, <laughs> you didn't have to ban me seven times, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I do feel that. He just that, makes you stronger every time. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they, like Voldemort. they count mm-hmm. on wearing Although, people down. And I think that one of the best and worst things about me is that I don't get worn down. <laughs> so, I mean, I get worn down, but I don't stop. So it's like, I'm going to keep coming at Facebook. And now people know that they can send me screenshots when they're removed. And also Facebook jailed run by Kayla Avery. And so if you guys are listening and you've been banned or if you get banned in the future, because it also happens so quickly, people forget to take screenshots. Mm -hmm. And the screenshots are really important to show what you're banned for. So if it happens to you, please reach out to me. My, um, I don't want to say my email on yeah. a podcast. They can DM just you. Reach out to me. Yeah, DM me in some way on, on Instagram. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, so do that. Or, or Facebook. Or tweet her if they fuck with you on if they do, If they ban, no, they won't ban me. I think I'm on like a do not ban list because after they banned me like the sixth and seventh time, it got so much press that they were like, they emailed right. me to be like, can we talk? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe because they're getting such bad press now and that it might actually just become like destroy their company you potentially. Would you would hope. That maybe they will turn it around. Please. Even if Facebook Zuckerberg, just becomes Instagram, I would be happier with that. I, I like would Instagram really like yeah. more anyway. I would like if something replaced Facebook. Someone said recently, I thought it was so funny that we lived long enough to see Facebook become a villain and MySpace died a hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. That's, Thank I think, you. a Perfect note for us to end yes. on. Marsha, best of luck to you and thank Mark. Thank you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys Back for listening. Marsha Belsky, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Betches.